the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Blue Darter Sports Central with your host, Roger Franklin Williams. Stay tuned for the latest updates on Blue Darter Sports, along with interviews with student-athletes, coaches, and more. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome to Blue Daughter Sports Central. Joe Ferraro sitting right here in the chair as Roger comes walking over to the broadcast table. We are not at Porky's. We are at the campus of Apopka High School. It's uh, almost lunchtime here. And we've got a great show lined up for you today. Coach Eddie Sanders has uh, Coach Rawson's going to be here. We've got a couple of other coaches. I believe the wrestling team coach is going to be here. But the big, the big story is what's happening next Friday night with the Blue Darters. And it's uh, state championship time. Absolutely. Apopka Blue Darters in the Class 8A state championship game. Hello, Joe. How you Good doing? to see you here at Apopka High School again. And you as well, sir. Yeah, I've been so excited about this upcoming state championship game, and I know everybody else in Apopka is as well. Oh, yeah, that's the buzz. People throughout Central Florida are excited about it as, as well. Apopka will be carrying the banner for um, you know, Central Florida in the Class 8A final versus Miami Christopher Columbus. And it's going to be a very good game. Again, it's, it's kind of going to be a repeat of 2014, even though all the players are different. Same same school, yeah, different team, of course, as you said, different players, but uh, yet uh, Miami Christopher Columbus is who we played in the 2014 state championship game, which was held at Camping World Stadium at the time, and um, so we're going to uh, have a rematch with them uh, over at Daytona Beach this, this time. Now, I believe tickets are $12. They're still available. You have to go to Ticketmaster to get them. You need to do it now because they're anticipating a sellout. It may already be sold out, but you need to go over and check it out go online. That's a great point, Joe. In fact, you know, we got an email from Coach Sanders this morning encouraging us and encouraging everybody to go ahead and get your tickets on Ticketmaster. And that's one thing to point out is that unlike Camping World Stadium, you know, Daytona Stadium is a lot smaller. That's and it's right. got a you know, much li- more limited seating capacity. So it's very possible that um, this game could be sold out, especially with three Orange County schools in the game. That's right. We have Edgewater's also going to be playing there, as well as Jones. So we certainly uh, encourage all Blue Darters to get your tickets early because we definitely want you to be there uh, in person. I think that was always a huge advantage. Coach Darlington used to talk about what a huge advantage was in our state championship game right. at Camping World Stadium, the way that the Apopka community turned out to support the Blue Darters. And one other thing you had mentioned earlier, uh, it's a two-lane road. Traffic is going to be insane. You want to get there as early as you possibly can. And why not hang out and tailgate all day long? And another thing to think about, too, is it's it's very easy to get to. It's um, right off, not too far from, right off of 90, Highway 95. So just take 95, and it's uh, on uh, LPGA uh, Boulevard. Uh, 95. No, it's not beachside. Exactly. Or if you want to take the scenic route, you can get off 92 and zip up that way. 
But we encourage you to be there and look forward to talking with Coach Rolson a little bit later just about uh, the game and about the success that the Blue Darters have had thus far, especially in postseason, which has really been extraordinary. I mean, j- j- when you really stop and take a hard look at it, it, it you know, the path to this point is, is just outstanding. It, over the past three weeks, Apopka has defeated uh, an 11-0 team yes. in Bartram Trail, a 12-0 team in Sanford Seminole, and a 12-1 team in Tampa Steinbrenner. So that's three teams in a row we've played uh, that had only lost one game between them. And uh, not only did we win those games, we won them in all three of them in dominating fashion. And if you go back to the very beginning of the, of, of the season and you look at how the Blue Darters, it was kind of like dodgy. You're like, well, we're not really sure because, you know, it was a, the spring jamboree. It very, was, very much a work in progress at that time. You know, uh, but and, but that, that's kind of what those things are for, actually. You know, it's, we always try to give that disclaimer in that um, many coaches and uh, don't play those spring games and preseason games the way that they would play a regular season game. It's a time for, especially in the spring, it's a time of experimentation. For, you know, for different players. Things. Let's try, uh, you know, try various players. Let's try different schemes on offense and right. defense. Let's just, uh, um, you know, it's a time for kind of experimenting and, feeling out and figuring out and but boy once um, the team really hit its stride i think that we have just literally improved every single week starting about the middle of the season threefold i mean it was just not every game there was improvement 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 and you saw it on the field on really both sides of the ball at defense if there's an mvp for the season it's the blue daughter defense Certainly the team built around the defense. Um, but as you said, in recent weeks, the offense is really beginning to find their identity, too. They, and they're yes. becoming a dominating force as well. And then another key thing to think about and, and mention is special teams. Special teams have been a huge advantage for us in the playoffs. In fact, we've had four long kickoff returns. And what I mean by that, either touchdowns or kickoff returns that got the ball, set the offense up around the 10-yard line. Exactly. In the red zone. Yeah. That have made a huge impact on three different playoff victories. You know, in the Flagler-Palm Coast game, Travian Barnes, a linebacker actually, who's an up man on the kickoff return unit, caught two short kickoffs and returned them all the way inside the 10-yard line. Those set up two crucial touchdowns in that game. Uh, against um, Sanford Seminole, Jaquan Lohman returned the second-half kickoff all the way back to about the 10-yard line, setting up a short field for us to get a touchdown to start the second half and go up 14 to nothing. And then most recently, Jaquan Lohman returned the opening kickoff for a touchdown against Tampa Steinbrenner, and that really set set a tone uh, that the Blue Darters just continued to uh, to feed on the, the entire rest of the game. Yeah, that set a deep groove that the Blue Darters never came out of, which is excellent. Well, now we're pleased to be joined by Coach Eddie Sanders. Coach, thanks for inviting us out again. Hey, good to see you today. Um, we've got some coaches and players that are going to be on the way here shortly, so um, so they'll join us in a little bit, along with, of course, John yeah, here Perry. Here John Perry, the Popka Chief there of There we Clare. go. He's a superstar, kids. <laughs> and 
Yeah, Coach, and uh, obviously we've been talking about football, but can you share uh, who, are, who are some of the other coaches and other sports we're going to be talking about today? Uh, we should have um, some wrestlers um, represented today. Oh, great. I always love, love talking to the wrestlers. Um, Scott Williams hopefully is going to get by for boys basketball today, hopefully. Nice. And um, could have some girls basketball reps here today. So um, depending on what time we have, I think we're going to have a variety of things. Coach Rolson will be on his way shortly. He's actually talking to a recruiter right now for some players. So he's going to be just a couple minutes later than he usually is. No, that's fine. It's, I always appreciate the time that he has to share with us. And, uh, John, it's great to see you. Good to see you, Roger. Good to be here. And uh, anything else you'd like to share with us, Coach Eddie Sanders? Well, we just got the winter sports in full swing. We had our girls basketball undefeated here tonight at home against Edgewater. JV and varsity starting at 6. And um, you know, our boys basketball teams, um, you know, in full stride. Boys and girls soccer, wrestling, competitive cheerleading. So weight, girls weightlifting. So all the winter sports are in full swing. And, of course, we've still got football going one more game. And why don't we talk just a little about basketball? Cause we'll be talking about football a lot on the show. And I know we had a huge event last week, Coach Williams, Thanksgiving week. Coach Williams had his annual um, Metro versus Florida tournament that he literally created, which is one of the, the most respected high school basketball tournaments in the state of Florida. Uh, can you just uh, you know, share with us a little bit how, how that went? Uh, it was fantastic. Um, Coach Williams and his whole um, coaching staff and the players um, do a great job. We had 23 games in three days, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. Um, attendance was incredible. Um, our boys played twice, um, one and one, and then our girls played um, one game and, of course, won their game on Saturday. So it was nice to have a doubleheader. We had a, a um, girls-boys doubleheader on Saturday afternoon as part of the tournament, so that was great. And let's go to John Peary now. And, and John, I'd just love to get your thoughts um, specifically about the victory over uh, Campus Steinbrenner. Well, I thought there was a clear difference there. And um, I don't, I don't know, I don't want to say necessarily experience, but uh, you know, Popka's, you know, just program experience. Because I mean, these kids that are uh, playing for Popka, they have, they've had, you know, the most they've won. Uh, is one playoff game and and so there's not been the huge postseason success but general program success and Steinbrenner is brand is brand new to this this entire situation and and uh, I did uh, it was interesting that uh, I was speaking to someone uh, who was who was talking to the Steinbrenner principal and they were just they were you know after it was I guess in the middle of maybe a third quarter, or whatever, even late in the first half, they were they were just kind of happy that that they had gotten this far. And and you know, uh, Popka's you know just tenacity and physicality once again came through. And uh, you know, Steinbrenner's got some talented kids, but uh, you know, up front, especially on defense, Popka's just dominant and uh, and 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 playing solid enough on offense to move the chains and put some points up. And you know, obviously did it in the first first uh, three minutes of, you know, 14 nothing lead, three and a half minutes into the game. Uh, and, and, you know, just a quick thing. I was wondering why, how Jamari Jackson got so wide open on that 90-yard pass. You know, it's third and nine, I think it was, from, uh, or third, third, yeah, third and nine from the 10. 
and you think, okay, you you got to be looking for something long or at least something, you know, a pass. And so uh, watching the game film, the safety and the cornerback both took Jalen Williams. You know, you got a six seven guy. As, as Jeff Rolson told me earlier this week, they both took the six seven guy and left the five seven guy all alone. And <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and so he's literally fifteen yards but beyond anybody else. And and uh, you know that's going to be the toughest pass to catch. It could be the toughest pass to throw. But Jaquan heaved it, and, and Jamari, you know, had to wait just a second for it, and then, you know, outran the other guy to the uh, to the end zone. And 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 actually, the the official who was the back judge back there, he did a pretty good job of keeping up with Jamari Jackson. I didn't notice it live, but I did notice it on the film. Well, we got Coach Rolson on the line now, and let's go to Coach Jeff Rolson. Hello, Coach. Thank you for joining us today. Glad to be there. Thank you. And of course, I just asked John, but I'd love to hear your uh, you know, initial thoughts and your overview of the the victory over the dominant victory over uh, Tampa Steinbrenner, thirty-four to seven. Excuse me, forty-one to fifteen. I, I'm thinking about the halftime the halftime score, thirty-four to seven. But well, the score was dominant. But that was a good football football team, and we. We, we jumped on him with a kick return, obviously, and that, that worked out. And then the pass I heard y'all talking about as I got on, uh, obviously hurt. And then uh, <clears throat> put another one in. Uh, yeah, defensively, they came out and had, had that explosive kick return. And we were doubling. They had two Division I receivers. We were doubling the one that they like to throw to the most. The other one got free on us. We blew a coverage. And, uh, they, uh, they scored, but our offense drove down and answered and, and, and scored to go 28-7. And at that point, felt pretty good about it. I mean, we didn't have to double that kid anymore. Um, we just played off him, and then we scored again right before half. Second half, we went three-man front and played nickel and dime and just kind of kept in front of us and got a chance to play some kids and take some kids off the offense and keep them healthy. So... So it, was, it was a good win. We're, we're thankful. But that was a good football team. What can you tell us? Of course, our, our opponent in the state championship game, which, of course, um, for all of our listeners, that will be next Friday evening, kickoff 7 p.m. at Daytona Stadium, um, December 13th. What can you tell us about uh, Miami Christopher Columbus, our opponent? Yeah, well, you know, they were in it last year. And, uh I think it was a two- or three-point game between them and Mandarin. They're back. Uh, they got a running back that's uh, as good as anybody in the state. Um, he's got 2,400 yards, and, and he is fast and elusive. Uh, he he's a, he kind of reminds me of uh, of Rainey when we played Rainey when I was at Osceola. He's, he's got that kind of wiggle. Uh, he's kind of lean, and he can move. So their O-line's physical. Uh, you know, they got good receiver and quarterback. Well, we've seen that a bunch, but this is the best line and running back we've seen. So that's going to be the key for us. And offensively, we're going to have to be physical and keep the chains moving because their defense can run and they're long and rangy um, and, and they're solid. They don't give up a bunch of big explosive plays. So we're going to have to earn our yardage. Now, one of the things that kind of characterized most of the entire season and also the playoffs as well is many of the teams we played this year have been spread teams. Of course, in the playoffs, you know, each team kind of had their own little unique, you know, their own little version of it, but, but they were essentially spread offense teams with heavy on passing. 
and you know thus far I mean the results show that we've dominated those kinds of teams with our physical style of play what kind of style of play does Christopher Columbus have well you know I think that they're going to be spread in, in formation they don't get under center uh, much um, they're going to be in the gun with one back or one back and an H back they'll have you know three to four receivers out but they're a run first everything gets set up set up off the run and when we played Bartram they were they were they were pretty balanced and they had a great run game and a great pass game but they, they abandoned the run immediately against us this one that won't happen Saturday these guys are gonna gonna feed that back and they're gonna give us various runs from zones to powers to counters and then they got a solid throwing game and a screen game, but they're going to be run heavy. You know, we just got to keep them from throwing over our heads. But we got to stop that that running back to have a shot. You know, as, as Joe and I were talking uh, earlier, just the team just seems to have gotten better and better, literally every week from about the midpoint of the season. Um, and I even remember a conversation we had before we played Jones, and you know. I, didn't, I don't know if I mentioned this or not. Personally, I was kind of lamenting the fact that we had a, a tough game like that that early. And um, to myself, not saying anything, but, I mean, you said that, uh, well, um, you know, it, it, with Jones, as long as we don't win or lose, if, as long as we don't come out with a bunch of injuries, key injuries, we're gonna, that's going to be that's gonna make us better. And that certainly was, was prophetic. Seeming, seemingly like that time we've gotten pretty much better at every game. Um, but what I was going to say is that, you know, our defense, of course, has been our identity from, from I guess, the first practice, from you know, the first day one uh, under your leadership. But um, the offense down the stretch, down the playoff stretch, seems to be really finding its identity as well and asserting itself, actually. Can, can you just speak to that? Well, I think that that's a, a lot of factors go into that. I think our quarterback, Loman, has grown into the role and become a, a better, better passer and a Fans the run game, and he's an intelligent kid who kind of makes everything happen over there. I think, uh, you know, the, we had a backup running backs in there. They're not really backups, they're, they're starters, but we got a lot of kids get the ball, so they grew into their roles as we went along. Um, the offensive line had a lot of injury, and, and uh, on and off, different rotational guys starting. And, we kind of got on track where we had the same guys. We moved a couple guys over there to help. That helped us. Um, so, and Coach Coggle and the offensive staff do a great job. So, you know, they, good, fortunate for us, you know, we were able to play good defense and keep ourselves in ball games so that those guys got a bunch of possessions. You know, they, they got a bunch of short fields. So, <clears throat> the more you get it, the better you're going to be. So, we're, they've gotten better, and I think it's just a combination of those things. They, they're going to have a tough challenge this, this uh, next Friday against uh, uh, the Explorers, but uh, they're, they're going, we're going to play hard. Key to that game is going to be low pads. They're good, but we, we got to we got to get pad under pad and play old school football. <laughs> We're speaking with Coach Jeff Rolson on Blue Darter Sports Central today. We're coming to you live from the campus of Apopka High School, presented by Baptiste Orthodontics. Well, Coach Joe Ferraro's here, John Perry's here, of course, Coach uh, Eddie Sanders. Do any of you guys have a question or comment for Coach Rolson? Yeah, yeah, John. I do. Uh, Jeff, John here. Um, you were defensive coordinator in 2014 when Apopka beat uh, Columbus. And how similar is their offense in terms of their running game compared to that year, because that year um, 
it's and I don't know if it's, it seems like it was a finals record then. I don't may still be or not be. But uh, you held them to minus 11 yards rushing, if your number is, if I remember it correctly. Um, and obviously, your defensive line and, and defense in general are, are better this year, at least certainly, at least statistically, and to my eye test anyway. But uh, how does is their running game that much better and that much? Uh, I know their offensive line is is a good size, and you, you've talked about that running back who's who's really special. I think in, in 14, <clears throat> they were a power run game, you know, right. lead back, right. running back, and and uh, under center stuff, and, you know. But the back was quality and the line was quality, and they were physical. But he wasn't he wasn't a, a top-tier running back, you know. But the line was – it's hard to tell when you look on film because you don't really know the caliber of, of people they play. It's difficult. You know that Deerfield's quality. You know that these guys are good, but you watch their kids and they're, you know, they don't play, you know, at the pad level or with the same kind of schemes that we use. They, you know, so it's difficult to tell. But right. this team this year is going to be um, in the gun, and that back is going to, you know, they have some downhill run, which I feel good about, but they have, you know, some, some stretch, some zone plays which take it from a single area of attack to, a, to a, a, an area that he could cut back, he could do a lot of things. So it's really uh, accentuates that running back's athleticism. So it, it, it makes it harder. Yeah, okay, I hear you. The, uh, and, and tackling, I guess, sure tackling is, is pretty important. Uh. In, in the, I mean, it always is. That's a silly thing to say, maybe, but but especially with this guy, it becomes that much more important. Correct? No, there's no question. We we, we tackled uh, this past week. We tackled next week, um, and we we gotten a great look from our, our scout group, and we're running you know plays live as we can, and we just uh, got to get a lot of hats to the ball. You know, we got to get a, a, a bunch of guys running the football because he's a he's a dynamic kid. He's averaging 166 yards a game, and the offense goes through him. And if you look at the state title game last year, it was him and, and the big wide receiver, and it's pretty much the same now. Right. The, I, I know just from a number standpoint, the most you've given up on the ground this year is 87 yards to uh, Seminole, and I know that was partly because of the, the scheme you were playing, trying to make sure they didn't hit you uh, with, with yep. uh, the, the, the long pass plays. Uh but then the so 87 is the most you've given up. The least that that running back has had this year is 95 yards, and that was a game they won handily. So I'm assuming they kind of took him out early. But every other game he's he's had over 100 yards, and as you said earlier, he's got you know pushing 2,400 yards uh, in 14 games. So uh, obviously you're piling up some huge yardage. But uh, frankly, I like the matchup uh, from an Apopka standpoint. Uh, defensive line, uh, defensive rush, uh, uh, and you know, giving up 30 yards a game. Yeah, they give up more than 30 yards a game. You just don't want to go up 130, 230. You know, somewhere uh, certainly north of, of 150 becomes uh, could become problematic unless unless the pop is having a lot of success on the ground as well. But I fully expect a fairly low scoring game in this one. I'd be happy with that. You know, I think that he's dynamic. We can't let him have success. If he if he cuts back and 
you know, he, he runs a 50-yard run, and we run, you know, we corral him at 30 to stop him, whatever. But he, if he's averaging, you know, six a pop, that's a problem, yeah. you know. So if we hold him under 100, that's going to be, you know, I think we can. But if, if he had, if he had, you know, 125 yards, but he had an 80-yard run in there, then it, it's not a big deal. We just can't let him have right. consistent success. Right, yeah, yeah. Moving the chains is going to be uh, something that your team needs to do, but you, your defense obviously doesn't. Uh, you don't want to give up that uh, from a defensive standpoint. Well, Coach Jeff Rolson, thank you for joining us today on Blue Daughter Sports Central. It's always great to speak with you. Appreciate your time. Yes, sir. Glad to do it. Coach Jeff Rolson. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be continue to be joined by Coach Eddie Sanders, by John Perry, and some other coaches, various other coaches from the Hopkins Blue Daughter Athletic Department. So please stay with us. We'll be right back on Blue Daughter Sports Central. It's Blue Daughter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. It's a great day in Central Florida. It's a great day in Apopka. It's a great day to be in Apopka Blue Darter. In fact, Joe Ferraro and I are coming to you live from the campus of Apopka High School. Right now, we're joined by head basketball coach, Coach Scott Williams. Also by Coach Leon Wilson of a Blue Darter Wrestling and two of his wrestlers, Ransom Rudolph and Luther Kazmier. First of all, Coach uh, Williams, thanks for being here. Great to see you. Oh, it's awesome to be with you. It's an exciting time of the year and, and uh, always glad to do this with you. And Coach uh, Wilson, thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you. Same thing. And what, tell us a little bit about uh, these fellows you brought with you. Okay, I got with me uh, two of my uh, uh, wrestlers, uh, Luther Kazmier and Ransom uh, Rudolph uh, Luther is one of my returning seniors. He's my captain of the team. Uh, Ransom is an incoming freshman who's currently ranked 18th in the city nice. uh, as a 138-pounder. Uh, Luther is ranked up right there as well as a 170-pounder. Uh, this year, uh, I'm very excited about the Apopka wrestling team. We have one of the most focused groups that we've had in the past two years, so I look forward to an exciting season. And where are you now in the season? Have you started yet? Uh, we just had a preseason match last week uh, at Edgewater High School. Uh, we did extremely well. Uh, we won 54 matches and lost seven. Uh, so we're off to a tremendous start. That was great. That, that's awesome. Looking forward to your guys' season. Always love speaking with the wrestlers. And let's go to Luther Kazmir, the captain of Blue Darter Wrestling. Luther, thank you for joining us today. Yes, sir. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. And can you uh, talk about uh, you know, the season thus far? How long have you been in the wrestling program at Apopka? Um, last year was my first year. Um, I started wrestling. Um, um, we've been doing a lot of work, especially over the summer. Um, I feel like we're very far ahead from where the team was last year because like, a lot of us have been putting in work over the summer and going to clubs and tournaments. So we're, I feel like we're prepared for, to start the season. And can you talk about your role as captain of the team? As captain, I try to set a role model. Like I'm new to the sport. There's people who um, like know more than me, but in some some ways I lead, and I, I, I use that to like help make everybody else better. Like there's a lot of upcoming freshmen, so like the things that I know, I could like pass it on to them, and like acting and towards schooling wise, I see them around school, so we keep them in line. 
No, very important. That's a yeah, very key role, and it speaks a lot to, about you to, to have that important role on the, the Blue Garter yeah, wrestling team, boys wrestling. Let's go to Ransom Rudolph, and Ransom, you're a, a freshman. How, is this your first year in the Blue Garter wrestling program? Uh, this is my first year involved in the wrestling program out of Popka High School. But uh, I've done a lot of club stuff, uh, youth growing up. Uh, wrestling's been a part of my life, pretty much my whole life. And uh, how is how are things going? Um, how are you anticipating your, your freshman year at a pop kit? Um, I'm uh, I'm excited for it. Not exactly sure how it's going to go yet, but um, I think I'm prepared and I'm I'm ready to go out there and compete. What were the uh, things? That, how did you come to get started in wrestling as a youth? And what were the things that uh, you liked about it that made you want to continue? Um, my dad got me interested in it. He wrestled when he was in high school at Lake Brantley. And, uh, and he coached after while well, he was in college. And so uh, he inspired me to start wrestling, and um, I've loved it ever since I started. Awesome. Thanks for being here to share a little bit about it with us. Now let's go to Coach Scott Williams. Coach, we were speaking about you a little bit earlier in the show, and, you know, you just had a huge event, uh, you know, that you literally created some years ago, the Metro versus Florida Challenge. It was Thanksgiving week this week at Apopka High School. And kind of give us a little overview of how things went. Well, the event was as successful. It's the most successful it's been since we've been here. Um, you know, the FHSA adjusts their sports calendar, and there are some times when Thanksgiving week is a part of the regular season, and then sometimes it's not. This year and next year, uh, Thanksgiving week is a part of the regular season for boys basketball, and that allows us to move that event back to Thanksgiving week. It's much more successful then. There are less competitive less events that we are competing with so our attendance was outstanding really good matchups it was tremendous basketball it's a lot of work a lot of work for our staff and our support staff uh, the administration the the athletic department here the athletic trainers here uh, invest an awful lot of time my coaching staff is uh, amazing at the amount of time they spend 23 games in three days so it's a big event, the biggest in the state, and uh, we think it was a huge success. Got a lot of a lot of positive uh, feedback from folks, which I'm really thankful about. And uh, so, from the event standpoint, it couldn't have gone better. Um, uh, the basketball side of it, it's uh, you know we played two really good basketball teams. Uh, we won one and lost one, uh, and we're kind of trying to find our identity and find ourselves so far early in the season. And, and that event is a part of that development. And can you talk about those two games? Who was your first game with? First game last Wednesday was against uh, Lakeland Santa Fe, uh, who is a uh, – they're, they're going to be in the Final Four unless they somehow stub their toes in 3A. And uh, their starting five is as good offensively as anybody we're going to play in the state this year. Uh, we lost by eight, tied going in the fourth quarter. Um, too many mental mistakes. You know, right now it's funny. Um, you know, the first thing you have to do to win – to win a game as a coach is to avoid losing a game. We're not doing a very good job of that. We're, we're doing a lot of things in basketball games that cause you to lose games. And uh, it bit us again last night as well. And so playing really good folks like Santa Fe um, exposes those areas. And as a staff allows you to be able to demonstrate through film and in practice, hey, we – when you do these things, you are setting yourselves up for failure and way too many turnovers and way too many mental mistakes. And how was your second game? Played Haggerty, um, really good program in Seminole County. Uh, we won by 24. Um, 
you know, here's how I've evaluated our first three games. First game, we were not as talented. We lost. Second game, we were more talented and we won. Last night, we were less talented and we lost. Um, it's not a good way to go about doing your business. Um, you know, we're going to be – we're a pretty talented team. we got a bunch of good guys, a bunch of good high school players. Our schedule and the folks we have to play are way too good and way too talented. And it's not a disservice to our kids to tell them that probably in over half of our season we are going to be less talented than teams we play. So if the only reason we're going to win is if we're more talented, we're going to really underachieve. we got to fix some things, but I think we have the right kind of guys to do it. Let's go back to Coach Luther. Wilson, Leon Wilson of Blue Darter Wrestling. And, Coach, what are your goals for the Blue Darter Boys Wrestling Program this, you know, this year? Uh, our goal is to continue what we did uh, last year, uh, continue to build on the success that we uh, generated last year. Uh, like I said, we got a good mixture of uh, young kids in uh, upper classrooms such as Luther uh, to build upon. Uh, the kids have been working extremely hard over the summer. Uh, they've been going to a bunch of uh, tournaments over the summer. Uh, we've been gearing up. We've been doing preseason uh, stuff uh, since the beginning of the school year. So we're looking forward to really having a really successful year. Uh, I'm not... Uh, not too shy to say that. I think, you know, I'm very confident that we'll have a successful year. And if I'm not mistaken, you won a district championship last year, correct? Or, yes, or we did. Congratulations on that. And, yeah, that's certainly something to, to build on. Yes. And let's go to uh, Luther Casimir. And Luther, the captain of Blue Darter Wrestling, what are your goals this year? My goal is to um, place in stage. It's my, it's my second season, but I want to go to the top and end on a good note and lead, have the team with us. So... That's one of my main goals. And how about you, Ransom Rudolph, entering the program as a freshman? Um, my goals are, first off, just to qualify for the state tournament and uh, then just see what happens from there, uh, take it one step at a time. Now, can, I just got one more question for Ransom Rudolph. You talked about you, you got your start as, at, a very, at a young age, very young age. Um, your father was a wrestler and a wrestler, wrestling coach. Um, in club wrestling, how much different, if if at all, is is high school wrestling from club wrestling? Um, well, when I was involved in clubs, like in the off season, I was always able to wrestle against high schoolers. So, like, I kind of have an understanding, and uh, it's not a whole lot different. Um, but like, just the phys- physicality wise, uh, the high school wrestlers, you know, they're stronger and more physical than uh, as of club in middle school and elementary. Very interesting. Now let's go back to Coach Scott Williams of Blue Darter Basketball. And, uh, Coach, you know, last year had a you know, tremendous success uh, with the team, Can you, and you had a good group of underclassmen. You lost some, you know, obviously great players as well. Um, how, how do you feel about the, the nucleus, you know, from, from last year to build on for this year? Well, it's, it's both a positive and a negative that right now two of our Two of our really important pieces, Rudy Gatling and Zach Anderson, are out with injuries. Uh, what it does in the short term is it exposes the fact that have some guys that aren't quite ready or as ready as we thought or as ready as they thought. Uh, the bright lights are shining um, awfully heavily on them right now, and and uh, uh, they're not and they're not meeting that challenge. And we have to do a better job with them. We have to do a better job as coaches. Um, and, but long term, it, it means that your development hopefully is going to be better. And uh, we do believe in our young guys, and we think we've got some pieces that are going to be very, very good. Uh, but what's happened so far is 
Um, we just the the young kids haven't yet acclimated, especially the folks that we're trying to play, that we want to try to be able to compete with. Uh, the the speed of the game, the physicality of the game, the mental focus from play to play of the game, is something that uh, that we have a bunch of guys that are still kind of working into and that we need to get better with. Coach, thank you for being here to share about Blue Daughter basketball with us. We look forward to covering you, covering you throughout the course of the season once again this year. Absolutely. We're always excited when you guys are around. Coach Leon Wilson, thank you for being here to join us on Blue Daughter Sports Central and, and bringing two of your uh, outstanding young men to join us. Right, thank you. Thank you. And Luther Kazmir, thank you for being here. Best wishes to you this season. We look forward to, to following you and your progress and also Ransom Rudolph. Thank you for being here. Thank, thank you for having us. Well, we're going to go to our next uh, break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more of Popka Blue Daughter Athletics coming to you actually live from the campus of Apopka High School. Please stay with us. We'll be right back on Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin-Williams. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Garter Sports Central with Roger Franklin-Williams coming to you live from the campus of Apopka High School. Joe Ferraro is here, of course. Coach Eddie Sanders is here. Also, John Perry of the Apopka Chief and Planner. Hope you're enjoying the program today. Thus far, we've covered Apopka Blue Garter football, Apopka Blue Garter boys wrestling, and Apopka Blue Garter basketball on the show. And now we're going to talk about Apopka Blue Daughter girls wrestling, excuse me, girls basketball. And Coach Sanders is here. Can you introduce our, uh, our you know, girls basketball players here for us today? As he runs. Hey, we got um, Halani here today. Okay. Okay. And Savannah. Awesome. And um, Savannah, can you tell us about um, the season thus far? Um, we're off to a really good start. We're actually undefeated 6-0. And, um, yeah, we're really excited. We're excited for our – we think that we are going to have a very um, successful season this year. That's awesome. That's great. What grade are you in, Savannah? I'm in 10th grade. Mm-hmm. I'm a sophomore. I know Savannah also plays softball. Yes, sir. So she was on the softball team last year that went to the state final four. Outstanding. So she's got some experience there going through the playoffs. So hopefully our girls' basketball team down the road. It's a long ways to go until then, but hopefully she can provide some assistance with playoff experience. Yes. Now, is this your first year on varsity basketball? Uh, no, sir. Actually, I played – I was on varsity last year, too, as a freshman. Now, how many games have you played this year? Um, all six. Yeah. Excellent. You know, 6-0. That's a great yeah, start. Yeah, they're off to a great start. I mean, they've been doing um, a great job on the court, representing Apopka well. And like I said earlier, they actually have a, a home game tonight against Edgewater. So, you know, if you're in the area, come on by. They're putting on a good show. and. And um, good, solid team right now. And what time is that game? Uh, JV will be at 6, and then varsity probably around 7.30 tonight. Let's go to Halani. Now tell us a little bit about uh, your season thus far. What, what grade are you in? Um, I'm a senior this year. And can you talk about what, was it, what position do you play? Um, I play um, a little bit of the little bit of point guard and shooting guard, mostly. Excellent. And uh, 
what, what are some of thus far? I mean, you've got six wins under your belt. What are some of the highlights of the season thus far for you? Definitely for me is um, our defense this year. Um, we really like to uh, press the ball, so it's, a, it's exciting for us. And when I see everybody like jumping on the ball and getting steals and stuff and hitting fast breaks, so that's been really fun to watch the team progressing that. Let's go back to Savannah. Can you talk about what um, what when did you start playing basketball and when did you you know, begin to think you might want to play for a Popkin in high school basketball? Um, I'm actually I moved here last year, so it was my first year, and I've been playing since I was little. My mom was a D1; she played for USF, so I've always known I've wanted to play basketball. Um, I wanted to play for Apopka because I wanted to like help them and like make our program better. I really, I, it's a great team, and I wanted us to be a family, and we're all very close. And yeah, thank you for sharing the great, great insights. And Halani, when did you start playing basketball? Um, I really started playing. I'm playing like little, like like playfully playing when I was little, but I didn't take it serious till like, sixth grade at um, Wolf Lake Middle School when I tried out for the team in sixth grade. Yeah. And you're a senior. Can you talk a little bit about, about and when, and when did you get on varsity at Apopka? Well, I was here my freshman year. Um, I played for the varsity team, and then um, for my sophomore and my junior year, I actually went to um, DME Sports Academy. I don't know if you ever heard of it, in Daytona. And then I just returned here for my um, senior year. Yeah. Now you guys are off to a great start, and what are what are your goals looking ahead for, for this season? Definitely, our first goal would be um, districts. So we think we have a pretty strong chance at that. We, went, um, we played some of the district um, people that we're going to play in district. We played them in summer league, and we actually won on um, the champions for summer league and fall league. So we think we're going to um, grasp that. And Savannah, what are what are your goals? Um, I want to make sure that we all stay together and like a family, but we also want to win. Definitely, <laughs> we just we just we want to play the best we can be, and then we want to make the most for our seniors. Definitely, because they're very important to us this year. Friends, we're glad you're joining us. You're listening to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams coming to you live from the campus of Apopka High School on this beautiful Friday. Right now, we're talking Blue Darter girls basketball. We're speaking with two of the outstanding players, Halani, who's a senior, and Savannah, who's a sophomore. The Blue Darter girls are off to a 6-0 and start this season. And Coach Sanders, from your perspective, can you just talk about the development of the girls' basketball program over the last couple of years? Well, Coach Hardy's done a, done a real good job for us. Um, you know, last year was a little bit of a down year, um, you know, a little bit of a struggle. But um, she always, you know, got the most out of the players that she had out there with her. And um, this year, you know, we've added some, some girls and things like that. And, you know, like I said, I think one of the things was just all the girls um, working together and getting along, you know, and blending together together was one of the um, the keys um, to the season um, you know there's a lot of talent but um, you know talent can get you so far and can help you be successful but you got to have some of the intangibles some of those other ingredients to really you know do well like you want to so and so far I've seen that you know hopefully we're going to see a good performance tonight um, you know I expect some good challenges down the road as we you know get into more of our schedule and um, oh look we got coach Hardy yeah, speaking here right of coach now. Brittany Hardy here she comes Hardy, yeah have Come on over here. She can t- take yeah, was, my spot real quick. I was wondering here. where she was. I always, always yeah. enjoyed speaking to her. Yeah, my, it, well, we enjoy talking to her before. a lot more than me, I'm sure here. 
Yeah, Coach Hardy's going to join, jump in here. Yeah, Coach Brittany Hardy, thank you for joining us. Yes, 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 I'm here. And just tell us, I'll, just, I'll ask you the same question I asked Coach Sanders. Just tell us a little bit about the development of the of this girls' basketball program after over the past couple, two or three years that you've been head coach. Uh, well... The past two or three years, we have been down. Uh, we had a lot of people transferring, but we had two of our seniors come back this year. Well, two of our, they were freshmen, and they came back this year. Um, this year, we have uh, two freshmen who's, who's fairly well. They're on the varsity team. They're very good. Um, we have Savannah McAfee. She's a sophomore. She's developing. And then we also have, um, we have Kiara. She's a junior. She's getting there. She's listening. They're just buying into the program now. So it's, it's fun. It's fun coaching them. Um, our practices are very competitive. Everybody's always talking. Everybody's always communicating. It's, it's, it's fun. This year is very fun. Well, I know you have a tremendous passion for Blue Darter basketball and for oh, basketball yes. in general, and you're a, a former player in the program. Yes, right? yes, yes. yes. It's, um, now, can you just tell us about these uh, two young women that are joining us? Uh, first of all, Halani uh, and, and the role that that you, know, that you that she plays on the team and that you expect from her. Well, these two are my leaders, actually. Um, I expect a lot from Halani Cantona as her being a senior. I, I, I expect her to be that leader on and off the court, meaning in the classroom, these two young ladies, they do have all straight A's. So that's one of the big part of why they are my leaders on the basketball court. Um, on the basketball court, I just expect Halani to go out there and have fun to do what she do. And with um, with Savannah McAfee, I just expect her to keep doing, keep growing, and keep talking, keep, keep being that leader that she is on and off the court. And what position do you play, Savannah? Um, I'm a forward. Yes. Well, and, and in that role, what are you know, your goals and responsibilities? Um, I play down on defense. I'm on offense. I'm in the paint, and then I'm also I can also shoot. So I'm one of the few posts who come out and shoot occasionally. Versatile skills. It's great to have those players to have versatile skills for sure. And and coach, now we've got Coach Brittany Hardy joining us. Coach, what are your goals? What were your goals coming into the season, and um, you know your goals for the Blue Darter girls basketball this year? Well, our goals were just to buy into the program. Um, it was the, it was a culture thing. Um, I think the culture, you know, it kind of dropped a little bit, and I think we're finally starting to bring it back up. Um, that either was one of our goals. Second goal was just to have fun, have fun, and the big one was defense. Defense wins games. So those are my my three main goals. No, in the in the district, uh, who are some of the the teams that that are in our district, and you know, who who are the really challenging teams on your schedule? Well, as of right now, we have well, just because of all the changes, we have um, Olympia, Coy, um, West Orange, uh, Evans, um, Lake Brantley, and no, it's, it's Dr. Phillips, and the. What we think, uh, because we played them in summer league and fall league, we're going to have a, you know, it's going to be a dog fight with uh, West Orange, and um, yeah, with West Orange. Yeah, that's it. Pretty much always is in, yeah. in every sport. Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. It's great to uh, hear your insights, and great to be speaking with you specifically again and talking about Apopka Blue Rider girls basketball again. Tell us about, you've got a big game tonight versus Edgewater yes, right here can. at Joe Sterling Gymnasium. Can you tell us about uh, the Edgewater team and, and what do you expect from the game tonight? Well, um, the Edgewater team is very young and they also had some um, young transfers come in, coming in. Um, 
without being really okay well um it's it's, it's going to be a it should be it shouldn't be that hard for us but it's going to be a fun game excellent you're expecting uh you know good performances from all from all correct. your players correct correct yes sir well, thank you for being here. It's great to get caught back up with Blue Daughter Girls Basketball. Savannah McAvee, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Best wishes to you this season. Thank you. Hawani Cantone, thank you for joining us. Thank you. It's great to have you back at Apopka. <laughs> Coach Hardy, thank you for being here. It's great to reconnect with you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Please come out tonight. We play with, um, we play Edgewater, JV, 6 o'clock. They're, they're 3-0 and and varsity, um, 7-30, and we're 5-0. and Outstanding. Look forward to continuing to follow your progress this season. Well, friends, we're going to go to another break in just shortly. Before we do, I want to, of course, let you know that Florida Door Solutions supports all of the programs you hear on 1520 WBCW, especially a popular Blue Darter Sports broadcast and Blue Darter Sports Central. Do you have garage door problems? Florida Door Solutions has your solution. Also, remind you once again, a state championship game next Friday night, December 13th, 7 p.m. kickoff at Daytona Stadium. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster. We'll be right back with our final segment on Blue Darter Sports Central. Please stay with us. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central. Great to be with you today. Today, coming to you live from the campus of Apopka High School. Thanks to Coach Eddie Sanders. Thanks for inviting us back out again, Coach. That's been awesome. I think another great day here on the campus with our athletes, um, wrestling, boys basketball, girls basketball, football, of course. So it's been a great day here. You know, thank you for putting together a great show. Well, he, he's he's uh, doing, you know, Quite well at this executive producer uh, I'm telling task, you, Joe. I think he's fabulous. Yeah, I think he's really pushing Fred Priest, actually. Who? <laughs> yeah. Well, Fred's taking on a different role within your organization. So. But no, we really appreciate you inviting us out, and we appreciate the great job you do. You know, yes, the show absolutely. With outstanding guest. So it's been good. I, you know, I just want to make sure that people out there, um, if you're planning on going to the game next week, I'd encourage you to go ahead and go on Ticketmaster and just go to Ticketmaster and just put a Popka or FHSAA, and it will come up for the Friday night game, a Popka in Columbus, and go ahead and buy your tickets. That's a great question, a great uh, thing to bring up because I'm getting questions all over. I see questions all over Facebook, and yeah, I don't really know if too many people actually know the, the process. So yeah, it's a little different what, what, this year. We don't have any tickets um, here no, on no campus. No tickets at school. It is all on Ticketmaster, um, and then $10 cash-only parking. So just be prepared for traffic. Get there early. And as you said, uh, one thing, to, another thing to keep in mind, this isn't Camping World Stadium. This is Daytona Stadium, Daytona Beach, which is a lot smaller than Camping World Stadium, and, and it has yeah. a finite number of seats, and this yeah. game could be could get sold it, out. It could be, so you don't want to get your tickets and um, arrive early, two-lane road in front of that stadium, so arrive early with your tickets already purchased. Kickoff 7 p.m. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.